ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus. Aren't there enough of these pluses out there? Well, not yet. Yes, it's Lance and Matt Plus, a new podcast presented by WFOB and WBBI. Okay, now we've got enough pluses. So let's join Lance Morris and Matt Kaufman for Lance and Matt Plus. Welcome on into this edition of Lance and Matt Plus, a podcast heard exclusively on WFOB and WBVI.com, along with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lance Morris. He's Matt Common. Matt, how are you doing? Lance, so good to hear from you. I thought you forgot about me. I thought you forgot about me. I thought I was lost to the ether of time. That I was that I would be my own what if episode. What if Lance and Matt continued season two? I, I was I was worried there. So no, I, I'm excited, man. It's it is the hottest day I think I've ever experienced in my human life. Somehow it's supposed to get hotter as the day goes on. We're we're recording this in the morning here. Um, somehow it's supposed to get hotter. And I'm not okay with that. So like, I don't know, use recyclable stuff, maybe switch to clean energy. If this is a sign of things to come, I, I am not built for this. I'm a polar bear, man. I like my cool temperatures. I like my nice falls and autumns and winters. Th- th- this heat stuff is for the birds. I can't do it. It's like I, I'm in an air-conditioned room and I'm already sweating bullets. This is bad. This is really bad for today. Yeah, it sounds like you probably should not go outside should not attempt to do anything doesn't sound like you should do anything really the 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 only thing i should do is find my inflatable pool set it up in my backyard and just float jimmy buffett style like that's the only thing i have in my mind right now but i i know i got other stuff i need to take care of in particular this episode of lance and matt plus of course please rate follow review on apple podcasts and on spotify that's how you can Help us know you're out there. Help this passing project of Matt and myself grow. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Lance Morris. Matt is Cotman. Matt, WFOB, of course, just one T in Cotman. That is always a hotly contested topic whenever we talk with the Dan Hartzels of the world, and you have so eloquently made sure that I know that as well. It, it's only Dan Hartzell. He just it's does not- it consistently. He's very consistent and he does it with gusto and flair. That's the part I will always give him credit for. <laughs> he, he, he does it with a level of flair and gusto that few would try. So I, I, I give him credit. He, he is committed to this bit since about 2009 <laughs> when we were at Heidelberg together. So I, I, I give him a lot of credit. He's really, he's leaned into it. He's kept it going for many, many years. So at, at this point, it's nothing but mutual respect. But yes, one T, just one. It's not that complicated. And Matt also loves uh, when I tell him about his uh, rants on Twitter because I will do my impersonation and it's just an entire mock of Matt. It's not trying to actually sound exactly like you, but it's just funny to like me and other people that I do it for. It's just you and Tyler. <laughs> yeah for the most part it's just you guys making fun of my you know what it's okay i'm I'm glad i provide you humor and entertainment in these these trying times that we all live in now that's if i can bring a a chuckle to you and a twinkle to the eye of tyler reamer i'm okay with that 
my favorite are when they're like are like lists when you like do a little list and there's like one through three or four I love lists. No, I love them too. That those are the best ones because I can do. I can go one, blah 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 blah. Two, you said this, Jim Jordan. Three, and like I just I love I love those. I'm glad you like them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it'd be nicer if you actually you know liked actually liked them as well. Uh, That'd be that'd be a little more appreciated than you telling me after the fact. Oh yeah, I like them. Cool. Did See, you like them then? As you yeah. should as you should very well know, there is a very big social media difference between liking something as in I actually enjoy that thing, and then there's the you know, hitting the button, the like button or the yeah. favorite button or whatever it's called nowadays. Because it changes all yeah. the time. The, yeah. I don't it, think it, they yeah. don't have to be mutually exclusive. I can like something without clicking it on my phone or on my computer that I like it. I can do I mean, both, but I don't have is, to do, I, I don't have to. This is true. But you know, sometimes when I'm standing on the field of battle in Twitter, it would be nice to know that my partner in crime <laughs> is there beside me, battle axe ready to go to battle with me. I can be ready for battle without needing, I can go grab the axe. I don't need to hold it all the time. Well, who said anything about, I mean, you can have it, you know, like really epic action movie, like spiked down in the dirt next to you as we're standing there, kind of. Thing. I don't know. Let's, let's hit the like button once in a while. Some <laughs> of my stuff's good. I'm sure I like some of your tweets. Maybe not as many as you think I do, or as it, you it, want me to. It's a, it's a limited supply, but there, I do get a few out of you. That, it's, that's it's, that's the thing. I want my likes to mean something. I don't want them to be expected. Oh God. I want my likes to mean I think, something. I think that's fair. You know what? I'm going to let you have this one. <laughs> I'm going to let you have this one. And here's why. Here's because the thing. number one, I respect that. Number two, <laughs> you do when you do like things on my Twitter, it does make me feel a little bit better. Like, oh, wow, okay. Lance actually took the time to hit the like button. That, that, that's good. That's reassuring. And three, when all else fails, your dad likes 90%. <laughs> My dad is definitely one of your biggest fans on Twitter. He, he definitely is. is. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to keep it a buck. I'm pretty sure he's my biggest fan. <laughs> so if you're getting somebody with the last name Morris liking your tweet, I think that qualifies. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm going to take the win. I'm going to let you have this one because at the end of the day, I, I do still get Mr. Morris as well. So uh, today on this episode, we'll talk to a guy we've crossed paths with several times over over the past few years, but never had the chance, you know, talk in depth in depth with. We'll talk with Josh Morgan, a local sports writer, about local sports here in Ohio, and we'll talk about his weight loss journey over the last few months and how awesome that has been to see and follow along with on social media. But before we, you know, get into our talk with Josh here in a few moments. As we established kind of on the front end, it's been a minute since we've, you know, had a conversation in this way in terms of, you know, not necessarily being physically together. But here we are. We're actually conversing and talking through a Zoom and doing all this good stuff. The power of science. The power of science and all that good stuff. How are you doing? What are what are some of the things, more importantly, I ask, what are some of the things you've been watching as of late? Because that's usually something... We either, you know, battle with or we're in like actual complete agreements. What are, what have you been watching? 
Okay, well, obviously, y'all know me well enough to know I'm a colossal nerd. So let's just assume right off the bat that Moon Knight, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Miss Marvel are near the top of my watching list. Um, I did pick up The Boys, season three. Um, that that one's been just horrifying. <laughs> so, I, I'm not going to say any more about that show on here because I don't want us moved into a different category <laughs> on podcast pages. But um, been, been watching that. Um, honestly, the, the big ones that I've been watching, I've been catching up on like, different like documentaries and stuff like that the one that i just watched recently was called i know that voice about voiceover actors and like voiceover talent that's like what that was a pretty cool cool documentary to watch and actually listen to it, it was it was a lot of fun but for me it, actual watching watching you know it's obi-wan kenobi you know that you 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 know me well enough to know that's at the top of the list right now I do. I do know that. Is it everything you expected and more? It's so God blessed stinking good. Oh my God. Not going to give anything away. I will not give anything away on the, it's, it hits all the right notes. Does it make a, does it make a minor plot hole in episode four, New Hope? Yes, but not really. It's, there's a way they can make it work very easily to not make it a plot hole. And it's just called have season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But it's, oh man, it's so, so good. And I, I gotta tell you what, with Disney Plus stuff, my biggest concern that I had was that they were gonna look TV. You know what I mean? Like it's like the visual effects, the graphics, the quality of this CGI was gonna be at a TV level as opposed to a movie level. Man. It's but the shows that they're putting out, the, the visual quality of them is just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. So yeah, take the time. Go catch up on the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Catch up on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Watch Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. I mean, it's they're they're all good. <laughs> it's just they're all good. So yeah, th that's been what I've uh th those have been my binges. I've also been for some reason. And I can't figure out why. For some reason, I have been binge watching Family Guy, like for the last two, three weeks. Something is, fierce. Is it the older episodes or what? Where are you watching? Oh yeah, I started season one, like way back to the OG episodes, and it's weird. <laughs> That's such a weird show. It's a funny show. It's it, a weird show at the same time. I mean, I am someone. I love the first however many Family Guy seasons. Like I watched the first like two or three seasons because you know they were all that you had for a little while after yeah. until they came back. I loved I I watched those a bunch. I watched those over and over at an age when I probably shouldn't have been watching it as much as I was. But well, especially yeah. for you, you would, you have been what two and a half when those shows came out. Oh yeah, just about me and like, me and Stewie eight. were hand in hand in age maybe three maybe four i mean i don't know it's but here's the crazy thing it came out in 99 yeah <laughs> that's like when you watch the first couple seasons bill clinton is the president in those first couple seasons that's yeah. like oh wow this is this is old this is really old now 
But yeah, no, fir- first couple seasons by far superior to some of the later stuff. The later stuff's starting to get funny again, but I- I'd say seasons one through four, just absolute gold. Here's here's another big question I have. Yes. Have you, have you, have you watched Stranger Things? I have watched Stranger Things. You've watched all, you've watched everything that is available. Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. If you don't it, like, if you don't like this, uh, first off, go watch it again. Cause maybe then you'll like it. But oh my, oh, I was, I was so close to figuring out. So spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched Stranger Things. No, no. Spoiler, yes. Yes. No. We need to talk do about that this. here. We need to talk about this. We don't. Okay. 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 Maybe we won't, maybe we won't spoil it. Spoil it. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> If you're listening and you don't want Stranger Things to be spoiled, we love you. We think you're great. You need to turn us off for a few minutes, Tier. Go make a sandwich. Go take a walk. Go to the bath. I don't know. Turn us off for a few minutes. Give them five seconds to realize that we're serious. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I was so close to figuring it out before it actually happened. I was so close. Bree had watched. Bree. Bree always does this. She always finds out what happens, whether she means to or not. So she knew what the twist was, what it was going to happen at the end with Vecna. I was so close to figuring it all out, and then he started the speech, and then he actually figure it all out. Because mm-hmm. I had the feeling, I had the feeling that the orderly guy was going to be one. I had that feeling, but I didn't know for sure. I I won't I wouldn't have gone out on a limb on it on it for by any stretch. But I didn't think it was going to be all I didn't think it was all going to connect the way it did. And I was like, "Holy bleep." Like I I went through an experience watching that episode. Yes. Oh no. What what happens with Vecna is insane. It's absolutely insane. Um I'll tell you what, when I was watching it, this is just because I'm the type of person that tries to loop everything together again kind of guy. Um, my first guess was very wrong. <laughs> my first guess was exceptionally wrong. Your first guess on like who Vecna was or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On who Vecna was. Um, I thought it was Barb. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Like there was a small part of me. It's like, maybe it's Barb. And then about five seconds after that, I was just like, you're an idiot. There's no <laughs> way you spar. Like, you know better. Why did your brain go there? And I was like, maybe it's Barb. And another five seconds, like, yeah, maybe it is Barb. And I started convincing myself of that. And yeah, no, it's that, that, that one was definitely not the case. I, I will say, I, I, was, I was very much with you. The orderly, like as soon as I met him, in the show i was, I was like, like okay oh, that's i was like you're gonna meet you're gonna mean something i think you're one i don't know for sure but i had that feeling but i well, every everything else i was like oh my gosh yeah no the 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 twist with vecna completely blew my mind i i get i was pretty much locked in that the orderly was number one not number one just one sorry old habit there but like i was, I was pretty much locked in on that like I felt good about that, but oh god, that that Vecna plot twist was fantastic, and not not to give anything else away. 
I'm going to ask you this question in regards to someone who took a bite. Do you think he's going to make it? Do I think who makes it? I'm not revealing names. The person who got bit, are they going to survive? I think we know. I think they already kind of ruined that Nancy survives. Okay. I think they already kind of ruined that with the trailers. I, I don't, agree. I, th- I mean, there was, I didn't see the interview yet. I'm, I've, I'm waiting to watch it with Brie because Brie loves Stranger Things probably a little more than I do, but she does love Stranger Things more than I do. I really love it, but I only started watching it because she really wanted me to. So she, she gets that, she gets that claim. Noah Schnapp did an interview where he basically alluded to that people die. So I, I know. I think somebody is going to die. If I had to guess, I would guess Eddie. I would say maybe Lucas, whether he's defending Max or something else happens because of the trauma, the other trauma that he ends up then going through. Those are my best guesses because, I, and I know a lot of people are saying Steve's going to die. I think that's plausible as well. I, I don't want any of them to die, but that's that's kind of at least my gut feeling after seeing what we've seen. And then there was another, I don't know if you have seen this already, there was another trailer that dropped this morning, actually. I have not. I have been actively trying to avoid trailers for the last two. I want to be just completely blown away. So I, I've like been trying very hard to avoid those. Um, I, I did see the one about Nancy, where, where it kind of got busted the trailer on that i I will also say so when this new season started the season four started there they released the first eight or so minutes or whatever where we see the initial hawkins lab stuff i was on a limb i was like 11 didn't do that they set it up at that point to where you think 11 does do that Mm -hmm. i i didn't have an explanation why i didn't think she did it I just had kind of the gut feeling that I didn't think she did it. And then you learn why that is she did not. And you learn all the other stuff that happens. And it's like, ah, like the light bulb couldn't have been brighter. Once you actually like see everything when it happens, once they dive back into all that. I would agree. I definitely would agree. It's man. See, uh, Yeah, I, I was in the same boat. I was like, there's no way Eleven did this. There's no way. And, and the way they were trying to set it up to be, like, it was, for, for Stranger Things, it was too blatant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, they were basically throwing it in your face. It's Eleven. It's Eleven. It's Eleven. It's like, okay, so it's clearly not Eleven. <laughs> also, it, it just reminded me, the fact that Brenner didn't die, what the hell? How did he not die? Because he's Brenner, man. <laughs> how how does the doctor from the Halloween movies survive every time? Well, because it's it's crazy. Oh, because if you had well, because I skip the intro like every time. Mm-hmm. And Bree said if we hadn't been skipping the intro, you'd have seen that he was still like a featured role. Oh yeah. And so, like that, obviously, kind of, kind of gives that away. But 
they obviously do the flashbacks too, so that also can be a part of it. That's why we obviously we still see Billy's character. We still see him. We still see him getting credited for different things for when he does appear. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, for, first of all, though, let, let's get one thing out of the way. Matthew Modine is a national treasure. <laughs> As the odd, creepy scientist villain kind of guy, the just following orders kind of villain. He kind of needs to be protected at all costs in that regard, I feel. But again, it's plot armor. That's how he's surviving. You need a lot of this stuff, in my opinion, doesn't work if you don't have Brenner behind the scenes. So that's why, if you ask me, how is he still alive? That's why. Brenner is protected by the glory that is plot armor. Well, just because in season one, we all think we, I mean, granted, we never saw him actually die, but we saw everything that led us to believe he was a goner. Well, yeah. That's how he works behind the scenes, man. It's like the the answer is in the question. <laughs> how is Brenner still alive? I don't know. Brenner's still alive, I suppose. The, the same way Hopper's still alive. Yeah, how's Hopper? There, there's the look. If you want to ask questions, how in God's name is Hopper still alive? Also, have you have you watched Game of Thrones? I've I've watched the the fantastic series that ends on an incredible cliffhanger of the wall tumbling and the White Walkers being able to come into Westeros. I, I it's a shame that the show ended at that point and created no additional seasons to wrap everything up. But yes, I've watched Game of Thrones. Well, I didn't put two and two together that Enzo was the one guy in Game of Thrones. Really? I did. I complete. It completely went over my head. And then, so then it was pointed out to me by one of those articles or videos or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I completely missed that one. Well, it's, he, he's one of those where you look and it's like, God, I've seen you in something. Yeah, it's like, I've seen you. I've seen you somewhere. I've seen you in something. What is it? Just tell me what it is so I can move on. But yeah, he was Game of Thrones. Certainly not in that non-existent last season where somehow <laughs> who, who has a better story than Bran? <laughs> Everybody, everybody has a better story than Bran. Every person in that room, at, in that pavilion, in that plaza at the time had a better story than Bran. You and I had a better, you, you know what? No, we're not going there. We're not, no, we're not we're going not. there. Stranger Things is good. Obi-Wan Kenobi is awesome. Moon Knight was trippy and fantastic. We are not going to talk about how wildly and egregiously they dropped the ball on that final season of Game <laughs> of Thrones. We could, very easily could. We're not going to do that. But with that, we will step aside for a brief moment. When we come back, we will be talking with Josh Margaret from the Advertiser Tribune. Back we are here on Lance and Matt. Plus, we have our first guest of our second season here in the podcast. We are pleased to be joined by Joshua Margaret. He is the Circulation District Manager at the Advertiser Tribune in Tiffin. Also writes for the AT and other publications owned by Ogden Papers in Northwest Ohio. And we follow him on Twitter at Joshua Morgan. Josh, first off, how you doing? I'm good, guys. It's a it's a warm day outside, so enjoying being inside. It's you know, I guess that comes with being in Ohio. The hot temperatures and cool temperatures, and it's different every day. That is certainly certainly very true. And we've 
we've all we've all crossed paths several times over the last few years. We've you know had small talk here, small talk there, but never got to really you know dig in deep on any you know substantial level. So we we are excited to do that with you here today, Josh. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. And I mean, we'll start with one of the big big reasons that we wanted to bring you on. Um, I don't know if you know, you posted quite the story on Twitter and it's not a sports related story. It's not a uh, big think piece or anything like that, that you would expect from yourself. It is a very, very personal story. And I'm not going to spill too many of the details on this. I'm going to kind of let you do a uh, too long, didn't read recap on that if you wanted, but the biggest reason that we brought you in, you've had a pretty big life transformation. Do you want to tell everyone about it? Yeah, I uh, kind of started back. I mean, I, I posted that it started in March. It really started in February. Um, my stepson is getting married here in July. And I we went for a tuxedo fitting and stuff and all that. And uh, just kind of really unhappy with the way I was and the way my body felt and the way I looked at myself in the mirror. And that's been a struggle for me my whole life, really. I mean, all the way back, I mean, I can kind of remember being made fun of in like fifth grade for being overweight. Um, and last July, I, we had kind of done some things, my family and I, and I, I really thought it was, you know, that was the time I was going to lose some weight. You know, I had a year till my stepson Levi got married and made some, made some goals and some plans and, you know, kind of, it worked for about a month and kind of got off track. So, you know, February rolled around to the tuxedo fitting and then, um, in March, uh, BGSU has the boys basketball regionals, which I think I saw you guys at. Uh, and for the first time, they really, you know, had hospitality food and stuff, and it just got out of control. And, you know, I would go in there and eat and drink pop, and I haven't drank pop in like 10 years, and just really realized that, you know, my life was spiraling out of control. And uh, I decided it was March 20th. We had a guest speaker at our church that I've really become friends with him, and uh, just decided the, last, the night before, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go out and walk in the morning. And that was, I think today's day 93 or 94, that was 90 days ago. Um, and since then I've lost like 50 or 60 pounds. You know, I feel better. I enjoy going outside. I have more energy. You know, I just, I feel a lot better about my life. And I know I got a long ways to go, but it's a step in the right direction. So you didn't do any, like any research or any like Googling or talking really to anybody about it. It was kind of just one morning, one night before, I guess, you're like, hey, I'm going to walk. And then everything we've seen kind of on social media, it all kind of stems from that. That's exactly how it was, Lance. I just, like I said, it was a Saturday night and I kind of made the joke. I was like, you know, I'm, it wasn't a joke, obviously, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk to get up and walk in the morning. And the church I attend is, uh, it's not quite 0.9 miles from my house. I only live about a mile from my church, which is surprising since I live in Kansas and everything's so spread out. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and walk down there and back. And like I put in the post, like looking back, I felt, I felt like I was like 900 pounds, just slugging my way down to this church and back. Um, that day, it took me 37 minutes. It's like I said, it's about 1.8 miles. It took me 37 minutes. And now I, <clears throat> I do it pretty consistently about 29 to 30 minutes. So that first day was rough. And like I said, I felt, you know, sluggish. I don't know if that's a word, but I just felt like I was just slugging along and barely doing it. And, you know, it's crazy to look back how that was 90 days ago to how it is now. Well, I, for one, nominate <clears throat> sluggish becoming a word 
Sounds good to me. <laughs> I mean, you, you, do, you do work in print media, so you could very easily make it a word. It, it's within I'm, your power. I'm going to have um, to put it in a story or something. <laughs> I, I think the part for me that absolutely just floors me about the whole process that you've gone through it, it is the fact that it was not this dramatic lifestyle change. It was not this, you know, I need to go to the gym 17 days a week kind of situation. I can only eat green foods that grow on the north side of fields <laughs> kind of situation. Like you see all these fad diets or these flash fitness plans and quit. Basically, I, I consider them get rich schemes, get rich right. quick in terms of fitness. You're just like, no, I'm, I'm just going to walk and pay attention to what I eat. And that that's it. It's it's incredible how simple it can actually be when you break it down like that. Yeah, like you said, I mean, there's millions of diets out there. You can do this, you can do that. And they're never going to all work for everybody. Uh, you know, basically, like I said, I walk. I try to walk at least a little bit every day. Um, you know, now the summer's going and I'm not doing any high school sports. I try to walk more. You know, on Saturday and Sunday, I try to walk twice. You know, I'll get up before anybody else in my house is awake and I'll go you know, walk for seven miles or, you know, I call them laps to my, to the church and back. I call them laps. Um, and I'll get, you know, three or four laps in. sometimes I'll mow, you know? Um, so yeah, it's a lot of walking. It's a lot of water. Um, actually just last Friday, I just bought a gallon of water that I'm filling up every day and trying to drink. And, um, you know, I have a tall bottle, I think four of those is a gallon. So I try to empty that three or four times a day. And, uh, yeah, I'm not real strict on my diet. I mean, I don't go wild and crazy or anything, but, uh, like I put in the post, I couldn't tell you the last time I had fast food, you know, and there's, I have nothing against McDonald's and Burger King and Arby's and Taco Bell. It's just, um, you know, I'd rather have, you know, grilled chicken or a chicken wrap or chicken salad wrap, you know, something like that, that I can bring to work. And um, especially with the way gas prices are, it saves a, lot, it saves a lot of money, you know, spending 13 $14 at Taco Bell or something. Matt mentions kind of the get rich quick diets or however you'd want to phrase it, the keto, low carb, Weight Watchers. I mean, those are some of the big ones. H have you tried any of those over the years and had either some success, no success or somewhere in between? Uh, I mean, over the years, I've always tried to diet. Like I said, I mean, I can go all the way back to fifth grade. Remember being made fun of for my weight and the way my body looked. Um, and I'm 33. So that was 23 years ago. But uh, specifically to be on Weight Watchers or the keto diets, not specifically. Um, you know, I've kind of always done it myself, which I don't know, I guess at some point in time, maybe I'll need more help or, you know, more of a professional opinion. You know, if I get to a point and I'm not happy, but um, I guess kind of Lone Ranger, just kind of doing what I think's right. And just, you know, it's just a little bit of change in your lifestyle can go a long ways. Well, well, let me state for the record here. Um, I don't think you need any professional guidance on this one because uh, my, my guy, I mean, you, you and I have crossed paths more than once over the years with all the Calvert stuff and Colombian stuff over the years. So we, we, we've had a, a few moments here and there, get to know each other a little bit, but I mean, my, my goodness, Josh, this is an incredible, incredible feat that you've done. And the fact that it's uh, like, I, I feel terrible when I read the story initially, I read it wrong. I thought it said March of 2020. I was like, oh, good for him over the last two years, 60 pounds. It's been the last two and a half months. I, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I'm, very rarely do you get me at a loss of words <laughs> on a situation. It's, it's my job to know how to talk. And this right. one of those where I'm just floored by that level of 
change that happened that dramatically. Now, has there been any members of your family that have come on board as well? Are you starting like this little walking group within your family or are, are you still lone rangering it as you're getting ready for this wedding? No, uh, so, you know, sometimes my son, uh, Jackson, who's 11, he'll come out and walk with me, uh, depending on how many video games he feels like he wants to play. But, uh, you know, he tries to get out there and do at least one lap with me, which I'm very proud of, um, especially when it's hot outside. Uh, and then my wife is out walking, too. So, um, you know, when you talked about March 20th, I just wanted to know, you know, my biggest regret of this was not weighing in when I started. Um, you know, I know, like, last July when I weighed in, I know what I was. And I know what I wanted to be like September of last year. And I know I gained from there, you know, even we just went and got refitted for our tux actually the other day um, and everything was smaller. Thankfully, <laughs> he said, yeah, we need to, we need to change everything on you. Um, but I don't know how much I weighed then. I don't know how much I weighed on March 20th. So I have, I have an idea, I guess, of, you know, that I've lost between 50 and 60 pounds, but that's my biggest regret is I didn't weigh in that morning, but um, it's been a journey and I, you know, I like, you know, when the family members get out and walk with me and, you know, go out and do some yard work or, you know, burning some trash, just, you know, just being outside and the beautiful weather we've had lately. And I, I mean, to jump in before Lance, but I will say this much, don't feel too bad. Cause remember all pounds are just how much force it takes to keep you on planet. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So, <laughs> That, that number varies dramatically throughout the day, whether it's first thing in the morning or after one of those nice grilled chicken wraps and a nap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, but, but still, okay. man, hats off to you. That, that's incredible. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And Matt and I definitely sympathize with, I mean, we're, I think it's fair to say we're all big guys here, uh, so we can kind of all be united in that front. But I, I've kind of had not as I haven't had as dramatic dra drastic a change if I can you know get words out I haven't had quite as drastic a change over the last few months I've probably lost 20 25 pounds or so I'm still you know I'm still a long ways away from my goal as you alluded to as well but one thing I can talk about is for the first time at least that I can remember in a while my tastes have certainly actually changed I don't crave some of those you mentioned, like the fast foods and things. And while those still are good on occasion, when you go without them, you realize the A, that you don't need them. And B, when you do have it and you have what you, you know, view as the right amount, it's like, oh, I can have B dubs. I know B dubs was one of your examples. I can have B dubs and I don't need to get everything I was getting before. I can get like half of that be satisfied, still get the, you know, get the taste of all that stuff, get to enjoy it and not go overboard at the same time. Do you have any kind of other examples where you have thought maybe from like week one to like now, like, oh, I would have thought I would have went and got X on this day, you know, a year or two ago, but today I'm just going to have, you know, a wrap or something. No, you're exactly right, Lance. And a uh, very big kudos to you for kind of starting and getting those pounds off already. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't really super desire McDonald's and Taco Bell. You know, those are big ones, and maybe you guys go through this too, especially during football season. Mm -hmm. oh, First yeah. of all, those are easy places to ride at after a game for me, and they're easy and quick to get before you head back to your house or, you know, whatever town you got to go to. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how I feel about that in August and September. But, 
Yeah, I mean, I really don't super desire them. I mean, you know, I work in an office with some people here and, you know, if they said, hey, we're going to get Pizza Hut or Taco Bell, you know, I could get something and I feel like I could not go overboard. Um, before, you know, I would get a couple of these at Taco Bell, one of these, you know, I feel like I had to get a little bit of everything which not only ran up the bill, but it was obviously extremely unhealthy. Um, you know, as far as going to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, we're big UFC fans and they usually show the pay-per-views, um, which that's that's usually honestly when I eat the latest at night because, you know, the fights don't start till 10 o'clock. Right. Um, but as far as, you know, I really don't eat, you know, after 7, 8 o'clock usually except for that. Um, but instead of getting an appetizer and my meal, you know, you just get the meal. You know, maybe steal a couple of chips off of my son's plate or, you know, a couple of fries or something. But, uh, you know, like I said, keeps the bill down a little more and it's, you know, a little bit healthier, you know, getting grilled chicken instead of fried chicken, you know, getting salt, chips and salsa instead of French fries. It's just kind of those small things sometimes that go the long ways and will help you eventually. Well, I'm going to make it easy for both of you guys, uh, Lance and Josh, I have found and accumulated your guys' lost weight, whenever you feel like coming by to pick them up, more than happy to help out with it. Um, no, I, but it, it, again, Lance brings up a good point with the starting the own journey. And just frankly, again, we're, we're all big guys. We, we've all had that experience. We've all had those struggles. We all have gone through, frankly, the challenge of being big. So I, I guess something that I'd ask from you, Josh, is what would be a piece of advice that you would give to someone who is in a similar position as us, where maybe their job requires them to be out late, and then all of a sudden it's no longer, hey, I'm going to cook something healthy when I get home, that's well McDonald's will have to do, and then have to turn right around and do it again the next day. But what, what, what would be the advice that you'd give to someone it, that's in a similar position like is, is there anything that you've really discovered throughout this that you just just to call it as this wish someone would have told you the first time you thought about trying to go on a fitness journey yeah I mean the biggest thing is, I mean it's, it's a lot of it's mental and you know like I said I've battled this for 23 years and I've you know basically failed for 23 years until this point so um the biggest thing I did personally like with high school baseball and softball, which those are played a lot earlier and get over a lot earlier, is I would bring a lunch with me, you know, and try to eat maybe a little lunch at 11 and then get something at three and just try to make that last the rest of the day, you know, maybe not necessarily an early supper. Um, but like I said, I do drink a lot of water. You know, a lot of times I've always heard that your body feels like it's hungry and water will suffice for you. Um, you know, you can always take a little fruit with you, you know, take a banana, you know, some peanuts, you know, some wheat thin, just kind of whatever you think you're going to snack on during the game. Um, and just, you got to make it last for the rest of the night. And then, you know, when you wake up the next day, you can get breakfast and kind of refuel your body and get started for the next day. So, uh, just eating earlier, drinking more water is the biggest thing I would say. So definitely, like we've said, all, all the credit to, to what you've been able to do. We've, we've loved uh, we've loved watching, you know, just even the posts. We've, we, I've personally loved following along and, you know, seeing, oh, he went out and did all that. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I do need to go do something extra today. Maybe I didn't do, quite do enough. So it's, it's been definitely awesome to, to be, be a part of it, even if it's, you know, just the social media aspect on the outside looking in. Definitely have been enjoying this and, I, I frankly would love to see what else happens. Like maybe it turns into like a 
like a like a half marathon one day because you go nuts or like, i'll i'll be definitely interested to see kind of what all that that uh what all happens with everything moving forward because it's certainly something that i can look at and it it is inspiring to me as well sir i appreciate that lance and honestly i'll, I'll be quite honest with you guys i started making those posts just to kind of keep track of my walking like i didn't care if anybody saw my tweet or liked my tweet i mean i posted them on facebook and instagram too i mean I didn't really care. It was just a way to kind of keep track and kind of see, you know, how much I've walked or the pace. Like I said, that very first day uh, walking to my church and back was 37 minutes. And now, you know, pretty consistently right at the 30 minute mark, you know, maybe I'm a little faster, 29 minutes or a little slower, 31. But, um, you know, I'm, 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 I think it's cool that people have kind of followed along and are interested. And, you know, I guess if I can be an example for somebody to, you know, be healthier and lose some pounds, you know, that's awesome. It was never the goal, but you know, it kind of makes me feel good. And, you know, we're kind of all in it together here. Yeah, de definitely an inspiration. There's, there's no gain around that, Josh. And frankly, uh, I'm going to sass you a little bit. You're one of the premier tweet followers for Northwest Ohio sports. You had to have known that, that some of us other chunkers out there that are in the sports community were going to see those and get inspired in a hurry. So I, I, I'm just giving you a hard time on that because you, you are a good follow. I mean, we have you on for this journey, but th the fact of the matter is you're also really in tune with so many things that go on in Northwest Ohio between sports and within the communities and all that. Yeah. Is, is that something that as it started picking up steam that you were thinking, of, you know, there's going to be maybe kids or people that are this now too. And maybe that's okay. going to be as well. Yeah, like I said, if it serves as motivation, again, I never expected it, never thought it. I mean, I, when I started, I didn't know, you know, if it would last for a month and I'd have to go back and delete all the tweets because nobody cared and I didn't care anymore. But, you know, now it's turned into, like I said, a little over three months. And um, there's definitely been some some of the you know high school sports coaches that I interview and stuff that have sent me messages and encouragement. Uh, you know, I had a, a former coworker that I really never thought I was really on good terms with. And he's kind of been, you know, sending me messages of encouragement and telling me through how he went through his weight loss. And it just kind of surprised me. I was like, well, I'd expect to hear that from him. But, uh, you know, like some of these baseball coaches that we just finished up with that, have, you know, liked my tweet and commented and sent me messages, you know, makes me feel good. And, you know, that's not what I'm out for. I'm out to, you know, change my life and make my life better. And, you know, always be around for my son, Jackson. So let's transition into the not so heavy stuff, uh, no pun intended there, in the, in the weight loss stuff. Let's let's talk some more about the, the high school stuff. Uh, you've been a writer, obviously, in the area over the last few years. Uh, on the front end, before that, when did you know that you wanted to be a writer? When did you know it was something you wanted to do as a career? I mean, we did, when we were just talking about weight loss, we were talking about fifth grade, and it was probably before that. Um, you know, I can always remember having a notebook, you know, Lord forgive me, kind of always having a notebook in church and, you know, doing some sort of baseball stats or basketball stats or baseball game on my notebook somehow and, you know, playing my Game Boy, Nintendo, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. And, you know, I've always been into sports, you know, big part of my life, uh, you know, all the way I can remember and uh, ended up being my first job when I was 16. Uh, the Review Times was looking for somebody and uh, two months after I turned 16, that was my first job I, when I was still in high school, obviously. So, uh, my follow-up question that is very important here. You mentioned 
Did yes. you lead and organize press conferences I after the games that you played to get practice at your journalism? <laughs> at, at that point, I didn't realize I was going to be a journalist. At that age, I probably still thought I was going to be the next Ken Griffey Jr. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'd have a notebook. You know, of course, you know, you could make any trade you wanted. So I put every, you know, the best players in that time of baseball on my team. But I'd have a notebook with all the stats from my players, you know, uh, let's see, Juan yeah. Gonzalez and Greg Maddox and John Smoltz and, you know, players like that. But, no, at that time, I still thought I wanted to be baseball. But, you know, I was always into stats and numbers and writing about it eventually. What are what are some of the highlights you have uh, for some of the different uh, teams and athletes you've got to cover? I know we've basically – We've basically been hand in hand uh, for for like Calvert volleyball over the last few years. What are what are some of those uh, teams that you've really gotten you know a close relationship with that it's been uh, great to follow over the last few years? You know the last few. I mean, you just mentioned Calvert. You know they've won two out of the last three volleyball state championships. Um, and so, you know, and they're consistently one of the powerhouses every year. Uh, and then you look at Calvert baseball. I mean, what a what an incredible two year run they've had. Um, you know, even, even this year, not having a great regular season, you know, a lot of close losses. Uh, and then to run it all the way to the state semifinals this year, you know, uh, with with being a uh, freelance writer, you know, I do get to see a lot of teams in the area. Um, the organization I write for covers five different papers. So, you know, I've, I've had plenty of Clyde football, uh, Monroeville volleyball, you know, all the successful sports at Bellevue. Um, some nice mohawk runs so um, that is one of the coolest things about being a freelance writer I don't see the same teams every day every night you know I get to see a lot of the teams uh, right here in this pocket of northwest Ohio from Norwalk to Bellevue to Tiffin to Upper you know it keeps you exciting you get to see a lot of different uh, a lot of different athletes and a lot of different good teams across the area. So uh, sticking with the Tiffin side of things, because I, I got to tell you, I, I've been at this for now 12 years, I think. I don't know. How old am I, Lance? A am I old? You're about as old as Josh, so I'm not going to call him <laughs> old because then I'm calling you both old, and then that's a whole thing. It's all See, about how a, you feel. That's a good That's a good strategic answer for Lance. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I'll say this, but I've been at this a while, and I'm curious your thoughts. Have you seen in your time a run quite like we've seen from Tiffin sports just in general over the last maybe two, three years. I mean, you had the Tiffin Columbian football team make it to a state semifinal. You've had the girls volleyball, two state titles in three years. You've had baseball make runs, basketball make runs. Can, can you recall a time where that one in particular has been, uh, frankly, just caught as this dominant? across the board, not just in one particular sport, but really all the sports that have been in this region. Because I've been trying to come up with one. I, I can't really come up with one besides maybe Liberty Benton at a few different times. Oh, but so, I, I, I'm curious, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, Finley and Liberty Benton's had some nice runs, but the runs that Columbian and Calvert have put together, it's just so exciting for the city, you know. You know, exciting for us that we get to be there and see it, but – you know, you're opening the sports page every day to them doing something. Like you said, Calvert, two state titles in volleyball, uh, the regional championship this year and the run to the regional title. You know, Columbian, you know, if one or two things happened their way this year. They're going to the state semifinals along with Calvert, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then, you know, like you said, Columbian football has kind of become resurgent under Coach Lutz. And, 
you know, Calvert football is no slouch either. You know, they're, you know, pretty solid team under uh, Coach Reeser. So, um, you know, Norwalk and St. Paul have had those kinds of runs and it kind of just rejuvenates the city and stuff. Uh, you know, Norwalk just put nice field turf in. That's kind of what it does when you get uh, an incredible run and you get the community behind you and get the support. It just kind of, uh, like I said, revitalizes the city and, you know, everybody can kind of gather around sports and it's an exciting time and uh, good things happen. So after all these games with uh, with your job as a writer, you get to interview the good, the bad, the ugly after some of these games. What are some of the most memorable interviews you had, whether it was, you know, the excitement of a state title or the excitement of some random game in, you know, September, what all the things in the middle, what are some of the things that kind of stand out as far as like a, a post-game interview goes? Uh, kind of, you know, the first one I think of is uh, this year, Colombian baseball uh, played their regional and played the number one team in the state in defiance and they beat them one nothing. Um, you know, coach uh, Kurt Malott from Colombia and kind of a rough tug, rough and tough, uh, muscular guy and you know just kind of seeing you know the emotions from him you know maybe some tears choking up when he's talking about the team you know they kind of went through a rough stretch with him not being coach and then leaving and now coming back and his, and his son um, so you know that was a very it was an exciting game exciting thing to write about um, and then you know after the game I wanted to talk to his son who was the senior starting pitcher uh, that pitched them to the win and having to wait for them to finish their hug just kind of, you know, that kind of kind of tug at my strings, having an 11-year-old son that loves to play sports to watch uh, Coach Malat and his son, Kurt, you know, hug it out. Nice long hug. It wasn't one of those two or three-second hugs. It was, you know, a solid 30 seconds. I'm sure he was whispering stuff in his ear. So, you know, sports can be so emotional. It can be the highs of highs and the lows of lows. And you never know what to expect when you go to a game. I mean, that's literally – you know, one of the exciting thing about sports is you have no idea what's going to happen when you go there. You could see something that's never happened before, or, you know, you could see, you know, an emotional win like that. So it keeps it exciting. And that's kind of why I love it. And, and you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, the runs that you've seen some of these different programs have out in Northwest Ohio. So something that I've, I felt very strongly about and very passionate about for a while. And I'd love your thoughts on this being on the print side of things. I just do not feel Northwest Ohio gets nearly the level of respect or credit that it deserves in terms of sports, in terms of the level of talent, the people and the quality of players that are in the area. It feels like Toledo gets a little bit of street cred and then everything down the 75 corridor all the way to Cincinnati, no one really cares about. And I just, I'm, I'm curious your thought being in, print media being in those positions where you can potentially like vote for regional players or like the, these different accolades and stuff like that. The, do, do you get that sense that people kind of dismiss Northwest Ohio as well? Or uh, am I just seeing a little bit of a bias from seeing all these kids perform really well and not getting to see the bigger picture? No, you're definitely barking up the right tree. And I don't know if, if, like you said, you mentioned Toledo. I mean, that's kind of the biggest city here in Northwest Ohio. I don't know if it's, one of those things, you know, you got Cleveland, you got Cincinnati, you got Columbus, you know, you got those big cities, you know, there's not one of those humongous cities in Northwest Ohio. I mean, kind of one of the things I stood out, I was just talking to somebody about the other day was speaking of Carson Malott from Columbia. The kid was 10 and 0. I think his ERA was like 0 0.29, uh, like 75 strikeouts to seven walks. 
led him to the regional finals and he's second team all Ohio. Like, I mean, I'm not one of those that's going to bash how, how they vote and who votes for what, but those numbers, I'm like, that screams first team all Ohio. That screams probably one of the top 10 pitchers in the whole state, regardless of division. Like, how in the world is he second team? So, you know, you kind of feel for the kids when stuff like that happens, you know, but, you know, you're definitely barking up the right tree when it comes to, you know, not getting some of the best recognition that some of these kids get. Before Lance jumps in, I'm going to absolutely steal this one because the other one that comes to mind, the uh, Macomb State title run from 2018. <laughs> I already know what he's bringing up. <laughs> Tanner Schrader accounts for 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions defensively. And he was only for, he was first team all Ohio, but as their punter. Yeah, I don't. Look, I know we're not going to bash people here, but come on. He was one of the two best, two or three best quarterbacks in the state of Ohio that year. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I don't get involved in those meetings. I don't know how they work. I've heard all the stories, but, you know, I think just about any kid, you know, if you ask them, they're going to tell you, you know, what happens on the field is what matters more. But, you know, at the end of the day, that probably hurts a little bit. It's like, you know, you put all that work in, you know, you lead your team to a state title and they just throw, you know, that's, it was like a consolation gift. Like we're going to give you first team, but not as a quarterback or as a defensive back, but you want a state title. <laughs> you you want like, a state title and you were almost exclusively the reason that team won a state title. Yeah. Yes. But congratulations. You're the first team, all Ohio punter. It's uh, it makes me, it warms my heart to hear that I'm barking up the right tree on that one. I'm, I'm just going to have to be way louder as I bark on that, I suppose. If I was him and I was telling that story to my kids in the future, I would just leave the punter part off. I was first team all Ohio and we won a state title. <laughs> End of story. Don't need to say anything else. I mean, I, I think it, it, it kind of speaks to maybe a larger issue. And I wonder just how many of the people that vote on those things like first team all Ohio second team the people who vote on those all Ohio awards I wonder how many of them just get the the information on like who was the player of the year in a league and like who might have been first team in that league and they just kind of go off that as their gospel because the it, the reason I say that and Matt and I have had actually had this conversation before a basketball game this year because we were racking our brains trying to think of stuff. And Tanner Schrader is one of our most famous examples on how he was first team all Ohio in football that year, but as a punter and not as a quarterback or even as just a general athlete or even as a defensive back, as Matt said. The reason being is probably because Jared Brees, who was awesome as well that year, he was actually the BBC player of the year. And that is probably the only reason why we didn't get even more Tanner Schrader accolades. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know, it's basically, it's a group of, you know, I don't know what it is, eight or 10 sports editors that get in a room together. And, you know, this is what the players in my coverage area did. And, you know, there's kind of a little give and take, you know, okay, you're going to get that team, that kid on first team. Okay. Next time I want to get my kid on first team, you know, so uh, it's never perfect. You know, it's the best you can do. You know, I kind of wish uh, maybe more media had a say in it or there was a way to make it evolve, you know, make it able where people are able to see more clips or more games, more stats. I don't know, but um, it's not, it's not perfect. It's flawed, but you know, it's the best they can do right now. And you know, at least there's something, I guess, uh, accolades for all these kids. I, I can think of two radio broadcasters who'd be more than happy to cast <laughs> their votes. On a year-in-year-out uh, basis. Absolutely. 
Um, but but looking ahead a little bit here, Josh, to the upcoming season, th- th- we're in Northwest Ohio. There's a lot of transition occurring. There's a lot of change. What what, what are some of your thoughts on the very rapidly evolving conferences that we're seeing here and frankly the dissolving and disillusion of some conferences absolutely i feel like when i was growing up i mean like you said we're all kind of about the same age like we never heard of it and then i don't i i kind of feel like saint Gwendolyn was maybe the first domino like 10 or 12 years ago and it's never stopped since you know uh you got so many people that are not happy with the conference they're in they're not winning enough they're too big they're too small Um, You know, the Sandusky Bay Conference, which I cover a lot of, you know, that's always changing, Uh, you know, schools in, schools out, the Northern Buckeye Conference, schools in, schools out, Faustoria is not competitive, you know, all these different things. It's just, it's, it's, I don't think it'll ever stop. It'll never change. It'll, you know, we're always going to hear about somebody moving a conference and, um, you know, I I salute the conference that conferences that have kind of stayed intact, you know, for 60, 70 years, like the Firelands Conference, which I, I do a little bit with the Norwalk Reflector, you know, your St. Paul's, Western Reserve, South Central, um, you know, that, I don't think that conference has changed school in or school out in like 78 years. It's like, it's just amazing, you know, they're content, you know, talent's going to come, talent's going to go, you know, schools are going to go through big winning processes, but um, it seems like right here in our little pocket, you know, the Blanchard Valley Conference is changing, you know, schools in, schools out, Liberty Benton's leaving, Elmwood's coming in, you know, all these other different things, and you know, sometimes as a sports writer, it's hard to keep up on. I'm like, okay, is this a non-conference game or is this a conference game? But um, yeah, it's, it's, I've never seen it before. Like it is now schools, like school, like I said, schools not being happy and, you know, everybody wants to win. You don't want to be the bottom feeder in a league. And sometimes you got to move to make that happen. I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about the BVC, because, you know, for a while, there wasn't a whole lot of you know, expansion at all with the BVC, but then, you know, they get Hopewell for a little bit. They get Riverdale that comes in. They get North Baltimore, who's now going to be on their way out. And you mentioned it with Liberty Benton. I mean, they're they're probably one of, if not the biggest dominoes as far as a team that is actively looking for a new conference. Do you think they end up going somewhere that's already established, like maybe the Western Buckeye League I know is probably one of the favorites, but or do you see them maybe ganging up with a whole bunch of other schools and kind of doing what the NBC did a handful of years ago and what we're seeing kind of with the NLL uh, once they expand again? Do they kind of take some other schools and do they start something entirely new? Uh, you know, I can see it definitely going either way, Lance. Um, you know, the, the kind of the talk was Liberty Benton's the biggest school in the BBC. And, you know, you kind of sit and you thought on it a little bit. And then when they just released uh, the football and the volleyball numbers, you know, they moved up to Division Two in volleyball. You know, they've been Division Three volleyball the last couple of years where they've won their state titles. So, um, you know, they could, you know, you never know what can happen, I guess. I mean, I hate to leave it so bland and open like that, but you know, if they can get a group of schools, you know, I've always thought eight is the perfect conference number, especially when it comes to football. Um, that gives you three non-league games and then the seven conference games, you know, like the Sandusky Bay Conference schools right now, you know, they're searching for non-league games in like week eight. Like who has a non-league opening for week eight? You know, it's just so tough, but, um, you know, Liberty Benton is a big player. You know, that's not some tiny little hick school that's trying to leave their conference. That's a, like you said, a big time player. And, Uh, a winning school you know they're successful in a lot of sports you know football volleyball basketball girls basketball and softball baseball you know the big sports they're winning a lot in so 
wherever they go or if they can get a school a band of schools to join them kind of be interesting to see where it all kind of shakes out in the next couple of years now i i know for lance's fiance would very much appreciate this question so i'm gonna try and dive into it with liberty benton do, do you see any potential for them maybe going the independent route very similar to like a cleveland st edwards or someone like that where it's they kind of take anyone who's willing to go against them as long as it's something that's beneficial to them on the point side of things i mean that's definitely an interesting point it's an interesting to go that route uh you kind of control what you can do you can schedule who you want and stuff you know you're not tied into you know let's be honest here guys there's no point in or there i shouldn't say no point it was not pleasant to sit and watch liberty benton play van Lu you know, in football and basketball and girls basketball, you're not gaining anything by beating a team 90 to 11 in basketball, you know, so if, if you're an independent, you can, you can schedule who you want, you know, if Liberty Benton wants to go up and play, you know, a Fremont Ross and boys or girls basketball, or, you know, go up and play a Toledo school, you know, play a St. John's, you know, that would, it would make it interesting, you know, some of those enticing, sexy matchups that we've never heard of or thought of, you know, that would be interesting, but, um, you know, kind of how they shake out and where they end up or, you know, you know, my initial thought was the Western Buckeye League. Um, I don't know if the WBL wants them or if they're interested in that or if that'll be something that shakes out, but um, interesting time to see what Liberty Ben ends up doing. This has been Josh Morgret, the Circulation District Manager at the Advertiser Tribune. Josh, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. We greatly appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Wrapping things up here for this edition of Lance and Matt Plus. Lance Morris here, of course, with Matt Common and Matt. That talking to Josh, that was that was a great conversation for sure. Oh, it was. I I officially nominate that we have him on a lot more. Um, he, he's a a a great interview. He's always been a great follow. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. For everyone out there, I'm terrible with the handles. I'm going to leave that to Lance to give his handle out once again. But it's he he's such an inspirational guy. I mean, you, you and I have been working on our weight and our fitness for a little while now, off and on. For him to do that and do, crank it out in two and a half months, I, I don't know about you. It feels like you and I need to, well, not you and I, me, needs to step up my game a lot to try and catch up with what he did it's very very inspiring and good for him too he's just just a nice guy really really good guy i've always had good interactions with him and i'm i'm just so happy for him that that's really great yeah he's definitely one of the good ones his twitter is at joshua morgret so not uh not a fancy twitter by any stretch but it gets uh gets right down to the point it's not it's not quite cotman matt wfob and you have to make sure you only put one t in common Look, that's not the complicated part of that Twitter handle. <laughs> what is the complicated part of that Twitter handle then, Matt? WFOB. How is that the complicated part? Because what if it was WBVI instead? Then you would have said that. I'm just saying. That's, that's the complicated part. Not the one T. That's very easy to do. It's not. You, you don't introduce it's not me for as people. Matt. It's not for people that don't know you. But you don't introduce me as Matt Katatman. <laughs> I should. I'm going to start don't, now. Don't you start. <laughs> I'm definitely going to start now. Don't you start. We are not. No. Dan Hartzell has enough material. He doesn't need any more in particular from you, but no, jo Josh, he, he's a, man, he, he's definitely one of the good ones. Make sure you follow him. And honestly, not just for his weight loss journey, fitness journey, good guy overall, 
and really one of those people that has his finger on the pulse of things going on in Northwest Ohio sports. Like he, he, he's one of the people that are usually on it pretty quickly. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd go so far as to put him up there with like Jordan Strack and stuff like that. People that are kind of in the know early and often. What, would you agree with that? Definitely. Yeah, definitely for our, our neck of the woods, I'd say, I'd say he's definitely right up there. Him and him and, him and Strack are probably the first two I would go to in that realm. Oh yeah. Uh, then I uh, mean, but those two then throw uh, Zach Baker in there, even though he's mostly Tiffin side of things, he, he does a good job catching stuff too. But yeah, jo- Josh, he's usually either right before or right after Strack on getting some breaking news. So he does a pretty good job with it. And to do it for this edition of the show, of course, remember to rate, follow, review, do all those good things on your podcast platform to let us know you're out there and you can check them out on both of the websites, WFOB and WBVI.com as well. For Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off for this edition of Lance and Matt Plus. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.